Today is Tuesday, May 25th, 2021, and this is Radio Wave. Good evening, everyone, and you are listening to Radio Wave with a friend of Medjugorje. After one month of being off of the air, it's a great joy for us today to be able to have a friend of Medjugorje here back in the studio with us. A lot of you have been praying and offering up prayers for him, and not only on his behalf, but also on behalf of the community and his family. We want to say thank you for those prayers. He means as much to us as he does to all of you out there and really even more to us in a lot of ways. We've had people who wrote in from every state in America, from Mexico, from Canada, Ireland, Croatia, just name some of the countries, Poland, Scotland, England, Australia, the West Indies. People wrote in from Taiwan, from Malaysia, India, Denmark, various countries of Africa, Lesotho and South Africa, New Zealand, Nigeria, Germany, Italy, Malta, and we're just naming just kind of off the top of our heads some of the countries of people who wrote in, but people wrote in from nearly every country in the world. And we're very grateful for those prayers. A friend of Medjugorje, as he had said in his personal letter that we published last week, was praying for every person who wrote in. He was giving the special blessing to every person in the bedroom of apparitions. He would pray and mention every person by name. And for all the people who pray for and support a friend of Medjugorje and this mission, he takes prayer for each one of you very, very seriously as an obligation. As a matter of fact, he has told us here in the community that that's our obligation to pray for all of you. And so for those of you who wrote in, those of you who said that you were praying, he took that prayer very seriously. He would go to the bedroom of apparitions and mention you by name. And sometimes it was even later at night that he would do his prayers. Again, we want to thank you for all of your prayers, and it gives us a great joy to be able to have a friend of Medjugorje back here in the studio with us today. I'm glad to be back. You never know what's going to be happening tomorrow. But I do want to thank you for all those who prayed, sacrificed, fasted, and I felt that. Some of you might remember Scott O'Grady, who was an American pilot and fighter jet, keeping clear the skies over Croatia during the war. When Clinton was president, he got shot down. From one second to the next, his cockpit filled up with smoke. He couldn't even see the ejection handle. And he testified later that a gold light lit it up. He ejected and parachuted down and landed in the enemy territory. Being Catholic, 
I think it was through his mother and his family, they rallied people up to pray for him. The enemy was so close, he laid in the woods. And as the numbers increased in praying for him across the whole country, he said he literally felt the prayers praying for him. They were searching for him. They found him several days later and rescued him. So I want to thank you because I literally felt your prayers. I feel the strength of those prayers, as well as my recovery. The doctors and nurses were amazed at our progress. Just want to interject really fast here. We were not amazed by the progress. <laughs> we were not amazed at all. We knew that there were literally tens of thousands of people praying across the world. But also, too, we knew a friend of Medjugorje, his spirit and his life of being devoted to Our Lady, that uh, he had many things already that he was already thinking that he had to accomplish while he was recovering. So a lot of that was also a part of it, too. But, but the prayers were definitely a, a major, major part. But he would make these laps around the hospital. Every lap was about 300 feet. And when you go through a surgery like his, a process like that, that bypass, they try to get you to do one lap, and then the next day they try to get you to go a little bit farther. But he would double those every single day. And one day, I think it was the second day, it was the last day he was in the hospital, they told him he broke the record for the laps around that particular floor there. So we were not surprised at all by the progress. Well, I should be to the prayer, too. Plus, when you consecrate yourself to Our Lady, you belong to her. And she's watching everything, taking care of everything. And there was a lot of circumstances when it happened that lined up, had to be by the angels and by Our Lady. Where everybody was, where I was, all the circumstances are not by chance. And it's a beautiful message that Our Lady told us. Nothing is by chance. Now, we may think that. We may not think it. It may be a theoretical thing said. But now we have from heaven that Our Lady says nothing is by chance. The timing couldn't be more perfect of what took place. And the poor man God, Jesus says, Fatherlands are not so much saved by the weapons as they are by the means of a form of life that may attract protection from heaven. That's how you have protection. That's why our lady keeps telling us in her messages to live the messages. On June 25th, 2000, our lady says, The one who prays is not afraid of the future. I can say when I was there, knowing between am I going to live or die was not crossing my mind. You know what was crossing my mind? What was crossing my mind in those moments is I had more work to do. I had more in my heart what St. Louis de Montfort said, that he wanted to spend the rest of his life making a lady more known and loved. That's what my thought was. That was my concern, not self. Why? Because if we pray every day for a happy, holy, joyful death, why do you worry about when you die? Because God knows when that's going to happen. He's got a time to call you. And if you pack that through your whole life of prayer, there's a certain confidence. I know I have a lot more yet to do. So the main principle on this is what Jesus said in the poor man God about being protected. I've said it many times in a more simple way of what Jesus was relaying, that people are not so much protected by their ornaments as they are the way of life. 
And that's what Allah has given to us. We're the first place in the world manifested the messages into a way life. Yes, many people have done it individually, but there's not a body of people that have come together in community, which our lady called for after an apparition in the bedroom an apparition, to be here a singular place to witness to the world. How do you witness to the world? You might say, I don't have a platform. I didn't either. My wife and I was with Ivanka at her annual apparition, June 25th, 1988, in her house. And at that time, she lived up near where the curve turns around the Chinacolo. And there were about 20 people there. Father Renee Loratine was there. And the living room was packed. Ivanka had her apparition. The only two people kneeling down in that room was myself and my wife. We were positioned directly to the right of Ivanka. So the apparition happened. And in the middle of the apparition, Ivanka did something incredible. She turned to where I was and my wife, and she said something in Croatian. Cyril, who was from France, was standing up behind us. He said out loud that a lady asked for everybody to kneel down. The most amazing part of that is Ivanka turned right to me while she's in ecstasy, and she's looking up like she's blind toward me because she still has our lady in front of her, but she's not looking toward our lady. And that's when she announced those words. It was a pretty bizarre moment because we didn't know what was going on. But her eyes were still looking at her lady up above my head as Ivanka turned. Right after that, I told our lady in apparition that what my eyes would see, I promised her I would make sure a hundred thousand other eyes would see. I was hungry for the apparitions. I wanted to know what was going on. We were still learning a lot of things, and there was not a lot of things released, and many things suppressed, because there was an interest in the parish house to make things easy to approve the apparitions. They didn't want anything off the routine. We just want the apparitions, and that's it. And what prompted that is because a lot of things were happening that nobody knew about. So a lady put me there. And from saying that statement, while she's present, she put me in many, many other situations. When I came out, I told my wife and Cyril, I promised our lady, whatever she puts me, whatever apparition where she's going to put me, I will make sure, and I will write about it. I will put it out. I don't care what our lady says, if it's controversial with, with the parish house or whatever people want to do to stop, I do it. And I did do that. The prayer group messages, nobody would put it out. Why? Because every single message comes up is more to analyze and more reasons that might something condemn Medjugorje if something's wrong. I put that out. I was told to stop. I was persecuted. I suffered tremendously. Almost all those messages of Ivan's for years would not have been available through this 40 years had I not done that. But I'm saying that because it came from that promise. Because I didn't worry about my reputation, or whether people liked me or didn't like me. I built the infrastructure for the messages, both in Medjugorje to be distributed and to the rest of the world. So if you're serious with her lady, and I was serious with her, my numbers were low, 100,000. I was thinking small, our lady was thinking big.
I know what I write. I feel it that hundreds of millions of people will be reading it into the future because it doesn't exist. The persecution was severe, and those who might try were squashed. Look at the early church. Are they bringing a new Pentecost? Jesus had that after his resurrection. But it wasn't the twelve who was teaching the Christian life. It's not so much the visionaries are teaching that. They're relaying the messages. Otherwise, we don't always hear the depth of what they know to be released. Ivan has a lot of writings. Maria knows a lot of things. The visionaries know a lot of things, but you don't hear that. Why? We don't want to complicate the approval of Medjugorje. So the best thing to do is suppress it. I'm giving you an example because the church is dying. Our lady is here to save it. It is very, very sick. I would go further than that. It's when I see you. That's why our lady's with us. So 2,000 years ago, it wasn't the 12 apostles. It was an outsider. It was St. Paul. He was the one that was primarily teaching the Christian life. He wrote most of the New Testament. So I don't care what happens to me. I only care what Ellie wants to do with me. She owns me. She wants to own you. And when she said Satan was unchained, she gave beautiful advice after that. She said, consecrate yourself to my heart and consecrate yourself to Jesus' heart. That's your protection. That's what you have to do every single day. Actually, I do it in the morning and I do it before I go to sleep. That's our protection. Nothing else. Yes, you have to live the Christian life. You have to go confess. You have to fast. But this consecration was the solution that you're protected from the freedom that Satan has right now to do whatever he wants to do. And we can see it all over the world. So reflecting on my walk with Our Lady, when she started really getting my attention, Our Lady started doing many things with me. And the more she did, there was an acute awareness that Satan hated me. I felt that. Sometimes it was through people. Sometimes it was through priests. Sometimes it was some of the priests that you'd be shocked in Medjugorje. Because they had a self-interest. I had no self-interest. My interest was only what Our Lady wanted. And what she showed me, I did it. And when I was told to stop it, and I knew she wanted me to do it, I did it anyway. It went so far that when I started building the tabernacle of Our Lady's messages, it was condemned by the parish priest of Medjugorje. The priest put out a statement condemning the tabernacle of Our Lady's messages. Why? Because they wouldn't do that because it complicated the approval of Medjugorje. I caught the fires of hell for that. I've never spoken about these things. But you don't have to trust what I'm telling you. They put it in writing. And many Medjugorje centers condemn our building here. 65,000 square feet. The only thing really archiving the messages, the stories, and everything in Medjugorje. We got vaults here. My fourth bishop came through there, and he says he'd been at the Vatican. 
and Cardinal Mueller, who was head of the Congregation of the Faith, said they have no records. And when our bishop walked through and see our graphic departments and all things of what we have filed and what we have preserved, he says, you need to turn these over to the Vatican. We will, but not right now. Our ladies put together here a large part of the history of Medjugorje that doesn't exist. That's why I named it the Tabernacle of Our Lady's Messages. That's what the Mother House is about. And you know it's a beautiful place. And it's a place of grace of conversion. The whole grounds are. That's why Our Lady gave us 204 apparitions. Our Lady had to create another voice somewhere outside of Medjugorje that what she couldn't get through, like all the other apparitions from Garamondal, Fatima, Lourdes, where they're all suppressed. We can't be stopped because we've not put ourselves underneath anybody's jurisdiction except the Mother of God. And that's why those 204 apparitions and many messages, Our Lady was able to do things here she can't do anywhere else. I was in South America with Bishop, with Maria, with their apparition. They put Maria on the side for the apparition. Nobody really knew what was going on. Our Lady appeared. I'm near Maria. After the apparition, you know what happens? Nothing. Nobody knew what was going on. They mundane it. We can't make a big deal because it's not approved. Garbage! I don't need that. I don't need the church to prove them. We have census fidelium. The people believe. We approve. Medjugorje is approved. It is real. Don't sit on it anymore. You bishops, you priests, defy them. Jesus defied the Pharisees. He didn't say, well, I haven't been approved, but later you're going to see me die and you're going to know all these things. There's no play in no more. June 25th, a month away from today. And you got to sit on it? You print stuff. You get stuff from us. We produce things cheap. You go start giving it into your church. It doesn't matter if the priest gets mad. It's inconsequential. You are commanded to spread Medjugorje with your life first. And that's why I began to print things for the cost of the paper because you can't afford it. I could not afford it. So we raised the money. I wrote it. And we have millions of books and materials all across the world. Spread them. Order and have a home library and be ready and start for these things because the secrets are coming down the railroad track and it's going to hit a lot of people by surprise. Wayne Weibo and I was good friends. We was close. He condemned the Tabernacle of Lady's message. Why? Because everybody wanted to stay at peace with the Franciscans. I wanted to stay in peace with Our Lady. That's why if you want to look up, you can find bad things about me. I don't care. I don't want to have any duplicity in me. I live for Our Lady. I don't care what it costs. And I don't care about my reputation. So I felt this hatred, that acute hatred from the devil. I'm not saying that because I was doing something great. Our Lady was going to do something great with me. It was her. And if you get close to Our Lady, 
Satan will hate you. Not because we're some kind of pious, I'm a sinner. And I recognize that. But I live for a lady with no self-interest when she shows me what she wants, she gets it. As I grew with a lady, I started feeling the calling for more and more things she was calling upon me to do. And I felt that lady purify me. She was calling for me to do penance, fasting, prayer, and peace, the four basic things. I sensed something from her without even knowing where she was leading me to. At the same time, I knew I didn't have the ability to comprehend where she was leading me to. But you know what spoke the most to me? Was the hatred of Satan. And that spoke to me more than anything. That Our Lady had a plan for me. I didn't have it written down. I didn't understand all of it. I just had to follow Our Lady step by step. She's calling the same thing for you. Everybody in the world. My witness is for that purpose. That if she can take nobody and create a voice with, it's got to be the same thing for you. I can say that I begin to feel more and more oneness with the lady. But I felt guilty as I was going closer to her lady because her lady's leading us to Jesus. But I had an opposite situation that started happening, and I struggled with it. I remember one point driving down the highway, but it's Jesus. And I'm drawing more and more toward Our Lady. Well, I'm struggling with this because when my heart was understanding how Jesus was speaking to me, I was to be with her. I felt a profound strength. You might want to say a bond with Our Lady. I remember that I could speak to Our Lady with a language of love that was not audible. But at the same time, I heard it in the heart. I know a lady touched my heart. It was a truth that can't be denied. And it gave me the strength to stand up to a lot, a lot of persecution and do what is right. Yes, I was even called into the parish house several times. You stop this. You don't do this. You can't have this. All I can remember is the fist slamming down on the desk in the parish house. You lock that. You put a gate on there. You stop people from coming to Alabama. The plan is here. The plan is here in Medjugorje. This is the plan. See, our lady was escaping. She's unrestricted here. When I heard that from the parish, it happened to be that night, Yvonne was having an apparition. So I go on the mountain. I'm praying to Our Lady at Yvonne's apparition. Mary, I know you can't speak to me directly, but just something in the message, and I'll back down. I'll stop. Speak to me through the message. You know what Our Lady said in the message? I have many plans, and I need you to accomplish my plans. Cyril, the Frenchman, was about 20 yards away from me. He knew what happened there. He was standing outside the parish house that afternoon. He was shot. Cyril said to me afterwards, he was amazed. He says, I lay speaks directly to you. That's why I could stand up for things. Because our ladies did speak directly. Yes, everybody else was there. 
that they wasn't get chewed out and condemned. And that's been my strength. Ali's done many, many things like this. Why have I never released that? Because I'm not interested in for anybody following me or reading what I write or what I do my witness by what our lady's done. But after this heart attack, there's a new life she just gave me because she has work for me to do. And she told me personally, through Maria, you be a witness. And it's a personal message. It wasn't given in a prayer group. It was given directly through Maria to me. These stories that I'm revealing to you for the first time, some of the things I'm saying right to you now, I've never even told the community. I don't want anybody following this mission. I don't want anybody following me because of what Our Lady's done to me privately. Those who want to follow the witness has to do it by witness, not because some kind of divine intervention. That episode in the parent house is one of many, many things Our Lady comes up and directly intervenes to that. This place came from a cow pasture. It's the largest Medjugorje center in the world. Nobody has put out more messages. Nobody's manifested into a way of life. People are not so much protected by their armaments as they are by their way of life. And I state... There's no duplicate of Caritas anywhere out there in the world, in the Mexico world. Maria has wanted for decades to be a community, and it hasn't happened. We are the window for the future of the church. I don't say that with any arrogance. I don't say that in bragging. I say it because I know it, because it came from Our Lady. And people come here every day, vendors, by accident, somebody else bringing them here, they leave here with a grace. There is a live grace here. We are Medjugorje. And in many ways, we are more Medjugorje than the village of Medjugorje is. We're the Corona vision. I'm not going to go into that. You've read that. Reread it. We are the future. So on that Saturday morning, April 17th, about a month ago, Our Lady changed my schedule, changed Carrie Tyson's schedule, but at the same time with the bypass, it's what the doctor told me, you've got a new life. Your heart's in really, really good shape. Now with the bypass, you've got another 20, 30 years. Do I want that? I only want what? Our Lady wants for me. Years ago, we were so busy, I was going to Medjugorje, and my birthday was forgotten. And I was glad for that. And I told Our Lady, I want you to give me my gift for birthday. I'm with Father Slavko, Ivan, and Maria up in the choir loft. At that time, nobody could go up there. And during the apparition, on my birthday, this is maybe the early 90s, Our Lady gave me two gifts. The gift of fasting, and I felt it. And truthfully, I knew this. And also, 
deep prayer, very deep prayer, which I'm not going to go into that. But it was distinct that she gave me that for her birthday. So on the day of my heart attack, the last place I wanted to be is in the hospital. So I went through the surgery. Everything happened. It's not comfortable. I was at the doctor's yesterday, and they said the most invasive operation you can have is a bypass. It's not anything anybody really wants to go through. But it's really a miracle operation. A few days after the surgery, the surgeon comes in, and he says, you ready to go home? I said, yes, I am. He said, well, you got two or three more days. He said, when do you want to go home? I said, I'd like to go home tomorrow. And my wife says, no, don't bring him home. He, he don't need to come home. He's not going to sit still. <laughs> so when I said go home tomorrow, he said, well, I think you can do that. You've done so good. You've really progressed. And actually, my wife counters and said, no, he doesn't. He needs to stay here for three more days, at least two or three more days. I don't know if she was saying that out of love, of course. And the doctor talked to me and says, you can go home tomorrow. That day, tomorrow, was April 24th, my 68th birthday. And I knew then it was Our Lady. The whole operation, the whole circumstances, the heart attack, and I leave the hospital, recovering successfully to that point, and gave me a birthday present. I know it's from Our Lady. This is the efficacy that is available for you. If Our Lady can do for this podunk person I am, just a sinner, anybody else can have this. She's calling on you to be a witness. We already know to the visionaries that Our Lady can do more than your physical mother on earth. And this whole month, this whole walk, this whole almost 40 years walking with Our Lady, I'm proof of that. This is the last thing I would ever think I would be doing. But if you want to do God's will, He can do things with you that you can never imagine, take you places where you never would dream of, put you in positions of influence. And when I say influence, changing people's minds. That's the most difficult thing to do is change your heart. I've spoken many times if you put four people around a tree, quarter around the circle. They're all looking at the same tree, but they have a different perspective. And if they circle around to the next quarter, they have another perspective of the tree. Yet they're looking at the same tree. If they begin to talk to each other what they saw, they, they can be in conflict. They see it this way. Now the other side, on the other quarter, they see it this way. Our Lady's messages are given a perspective of 360 speaking to us every day differently to get the fullness of what she's trying to do to change our mentalities. Metanoia, which means changing your mentality. And so metanoia means conversion. Our Lady wants us to be witnesses to people, to influence them to her way. And that's one of the hardest things to do is change hearts. We do that here because we've got the fullness of the perspective of what Our Lady's given to us, to the world. It's what she seeks to change the direction of the world. 
And for that to happen, you have to change your mentality. But you can't force that on someone. You have to be witnessing them in a way that they want to be what you are. Everybody mimics their heroes or the rock stars. And the adversity we experience right now with the world going down to the most lowest base and degradation is an incentive for people to look for something else. And we find that in Our Lady. So I want to break in here at this point in the broadcast. This is live being taped right now. And everything that you just heard a friend of Medjugorje say to us just now over this past 30 minutes is previous to us getting the message. So the message is just now coming in. And that's the message that we're now going to hear. Our Lady of Medjugorje's May 25th, 2021, Monthly Message to the World. Dear children, Today I am looking at you and calling. Return to God, because He is love, and out of love has sent me to you to lead you on the way of conversion. Leave sin and evil, decide for holiness, and joy will begin to reign, and you will be my extended hands in this lost world. I desire that you be prayer and hope to those who have not come to know the love of God. Thank you for having responded to my call. This message has an importance because it is given on the eve of the 40th anniversary one month from today. So we should take a close look to the message. What is our lady saying? What is she prepping? What is she getting us ready for? Leave sin and evil. Decide for holiness and joy will begin to reign. People are not happy right now. A priest just told us who's from Ireland, his family's there, said they are all in lockdown. They're not allowed out of the house. And if you go out of your house in Ireland, you're going to jail for five months. Amazing. And you know how they're watching? They have drones going up and down the streets looking at everybody. You might say, well, that's really in prison. It's true. But you know, there's a lot of abomination in Ireland. There's a lot of acceptance of abominable lifestyles. That's a punishment. And the saints of Ireland are those who are praying and don't want that kind of thing for their country. Maybe 15 years ago, I was crossing Ireland speaking, and it was an amazing thing. We went to Mass, and they had in one church 13 Masses. And each one of those Mass, sometimes there's two or three priests on the altar. How do you fall from that? So when Our Lady said today, leave sin and evil, decide for holiness, and joy will begin to reign, and you will be my extended hands in this lost world. What does that mean? What is lost? What's the definition? It means not able to find the right way or the place intended. The earth is just like a ship today. It's lost on the rocks. And it is shipwrecked. Our Lady is here to guide it to safe harbor so it can find itself. 
Alexis, I desire that you be prayer and hope to those who have not come to know the God of love. Maria said earlier today, just after the message, before we received it, she'd already spoken about it before we had the translation in English. She says, one thing I noticed when I returned to Italy is a detachment from faith. That's Italy. Detachment from faith? And then she says, faith has no life. Like faith is just a habit. And she says, I think, how is this possible? And she says, one who believes should have joy, should transmit this joy. Maria continues and says, I speak about God, about Our Lady, about our messages with enthusiasm. I don't get tired because there's something stronger than me. When someone is in love, all I talk about is being in love. And they put that in everything, even in their soup, as we say here in Italy. And Maria says, where is the love for brothers? The world becomes brothers. It's not important if you're from China, Africa, Australia, or Ireland. We are all images of Christ. We are brothers. We are called to be witnesses. The only way to save the world that's lost is one way, and it's what she said today. Return to God. It's that simple. We have many in the church going the other direction, in the structure of the church, and it is upsetting. But if you're upset, how much more is God? God doesn't want to come down and do divine intervention, but he has to. Because if our lady tells us today, the world is lost, there's only one remedy, and that is divine intervention. For 40 years, this has been planned because God saw the future and man can't correct himself without the grace of God correcting him. It's not going to be pleasant. It's not going to be a cakewalk. But if you're walking with Our Lady, you can experience what Scott O'Grady did when he parachuted out. He remembered about the Virgin Mary appearing in Medjugorje, and he prayed for her. And while he laid there in the woods, he felt her mantle. He felt the warmth of love in her presence. So Our Lady's not here to abandon us. She's here to take our hands and walk to a new future. We're on the edge of the cliff. More than ever, pray and fast. Contemplate our lady's messages. Go deeper. It's important for you to read things in your home. Don't let the books just sit there. They speak to you. It's a new language our lady has brought to us to counter the electronics and the efficacy of Satan. You can tap into that. It's real. It's life. Just like O'Grady experienced, I've experienced, and many of you have experienced, the community has experienced. She is more active on the earth than ever before. This is her moment. And we will see 
the serpent. The growing Antichrist system now smashed underneath and crushed from her feet. These next 30 days, don't waste a minute. Be on retreat. Look for Our Lady. Look for every moment where you recognize a grace. Pray unceasingly. Walk with the angels. Be a saint. If you can't do it long term, do it in this next 30 days and give it to Our Lady. We're in a wondrous moment. Something like with Moses, the Israelites leaving Egypt, 40 years wandering into the desert. We're coming down. Not by years, but just by days. Cherish every hour. And the biggest and the most important, the most critical thing is for you to love. Have no hate in your heart. Forgive. Our lady just gave a message where she said, Without love, there is no salvation. It's a scary message for a lot of people out there who have not love in their heart. Everything that you are judged with, everything you're going to be confronted with, is how you judge will be how God would judge you. Clean your slate. Give Our Lady these next 30 days your best. And I want to thank you again for all your prayers. There's a lot we're doing right now at Caritas. We need your prayers. I need your prayers. We need to continue because the work is just now beginning. With that, I say to you, we wish you a lady. We love you. And I'm glad to be with you with a new life and with a new commitment. Good night.
This ends the radio wave broadcast with a friend of Medjugorje. These broadcasts are available as CDs, which are sent directly to your doorstep on a monthly subscription. For information, contact Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000.